0: Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Hey, awesome friends. I hope you're enjoying your spring season so far. This is one of my favorite times of year because of the new life it brings. So I hope that you just feel afresh and new in your soul today. I'm also just so thankful to have you here, and I have to say, you are in for an extra treat because our guest, Jamal Miller today, really lays down such a great foundation of what we need to have in order to have the healthiest dating relationships possible. So get out your pen and paper and be prepared. You're going to love it. But before I introduce Jamal, let me just share a few things with you guys. I want to encourage you all that if you want to talk even deeper about the things we are discussing on this podcast, while also having a place to ask questions and meet other like-minded men and women who are also talking about dating, come on over to our private Facebook community. I am continually blown away by the conversations we are having over there. It is so incredible, you guys. You can feel free to be vulnerable, ask questions, make new friends, whatever you want. It is so encouraging. We are having just so much fun, so I'd love to personally invite you to join us. You can do so by going to facebook.com forward slash heart of dating and first liking our heart of dating Facebook page, then click on groups on the left-hand side and click to join our heart of dating podcast private community. Also, the thing with dating advice is that there's not exactly one size fits all when it comes to advice. It could actually be incredibly nuanced from person to person. So for those of you who love these episodes but really want to get personalized advice that's specific to you, I want to let you know that I offer one-on-one relationship coaching. I love coaching because we get deep about what you as an individual are really looking for. So, if y'all are interested, you can schedule a free 15 minute call with me where we will talk about some of your current relationship needs. And then I can share more about what coaching really is and what it would look like for you. If you're interested in doing that, you can go to heartofdating.com forward slash coaching. Okay, so now for our guest today, let's go. Jamal Miller is the co founder of Married and Young alongside his wife, Natasha Miller. They live in Chicago together, and Jamal has been involved in ministry for over eight years. Jamal has a creative ability to present the complex things of God in a way everyone understands and has made way for him to travel and speak to churches around the country. His passion for marriage and healthy relationships stems from his personal love story with Natasha that God himself wrote. You guys, they also have an online course called The One University that runs a few times a year, and it includes seven different modules and areas to work on before getting married. Today, Jamal comes on to break it down for us as we go through the seven ways to prepare your heart and your mind for an incredibly epic marriage. It is truly phenomenal, you guys. Oh my gosh. So get out your pens and be sure to share this episode with friends because it's not one you guys or anybody else is going to want to miss. Jamal Miller, welcome to Heart of Dating Podcast today.
1: Hey, thanks, Kate. I'm so excited to be here with you. This is going to be a lot of fun.
0: It's going to be fun. (laughs) I love podcasting because it's like these epic conversations that we have in our homes or wherever we are. And they're just like deep convos. I'm not even looking at you right now, but we're just going to get into it. It's really fun.
1: I'm excited. I truly am. (laughs) It's an honor to be here. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate
0: it. I love it. And so If for people that don't know, you and your wife, Natasha, are total powerhouses. And you also both happen to be really incredible, incredibly passionate leaders, especially on the topic of dating, which is so unique and obviously very needed. I'm very passionate about it as well. So, will you just share a bit about what you guys do, what you do, and what you're passionate about so that people, everyone knows?
1: Absolutely. So, five years ago, me and my wife got married, and that was probably one of the most amazing days of my life, um, outside of, um, finding Jesus. But, um, for me, the way we were, the way we met was very unexpected. We actually met on Facebook, um, oh. about two years prior. So there's a whole story there. Oh and so God. we met on Facebook and it was just the most uncanny experience, how it all happened, complete strangers. And so I always had this very, um, passionate, I guess you'd say motivation to, um, see the family restored. Um, in the, in the world, I just saw that there was a huge breakdown with the family unit and Mm -hmm. I saw our generation was moving further and further away from commitment, right? They were just dating and just trying Mm -hmm. out relationships, but not really moving into commitment or what we call covenant. And so once I Mm -hmm. got married, I said to my wife, I said, baby, you know, um, I really believe God is calling us to really help champion, um, just being an example and a model and I said that and I said to her, and I remember just one day going on our YouTube channel and we had released our story. And mm-hmm. on there, somebody commented and said, Hey, is this real? Are you guys still married? And it was because I guess the way we met online, people really didn't take our relationship serious. And I was like, Babe, this is it. Like, we've got to do something <laughs> about this. And, um, and you know, we, then that's when we launched marriedandyoung.com and that became our blog for helping singles and couples prepare for marriage. And so, the thing that really drove me to where we are today is the concept that marriages don't go bad; marriages start bad mm-hmm. when men and women don't take the time to prepare themselves for um, for marriage. And so, I think a lot of oh, people yeah. think because they can feel like they're in love that they can actually do love. Right? It's like well, feeling and doing are two different things. And so, so um, and so that's the thing that we got really passionate behind in, in over the last you know three years of of doing um married and young we've seen thousands of people come through our programs and and hundreds of thousands of people read our content and and so forth and it's amazing just being able to help men and women get married and hundreds of couples have gotten married god's way um, from just believing and doing the work necessary to prepare themselves for marriage and our ultimate goal is to reduce the divorce rate in america that is our ultimate goal for what we do
0: That is so good. I couldn't agree with you more on that because we ultimately, I mean, the stats are that we are getting married later and later in life. So what's, Mm -hmm. I mean, and I I don't really love that stat, but the thing about it is if it's going to be that way right now, then we need to be stewarding that time to be preparing as best as we possibly can. I think the average for women is around 20... Nine, and I think it's around 29 and a half for men, something around there and if we are being single to those those ages, that's like a significant right. amount of time after college, especially when Eight. you're like adulting in the real world and this is an awesome opportunity to not just focus on career, that's what everyone's like, get out the gate college, let's focus on career, but really right. focus on ourselves and self discovery and so many elements um, and we're not really doing that, we're just like kind of siloing it into, oh yeah, I um, I'll, I'll figure that relationship thing out eventually. Like, it's exactly. cool. And I'm just going to focus on my career. <laughs> That's what I feel like and I hear so many people say.
1: Exactly. And it's a major breakdown. There's yeah. a major breakdown in relationships. And so by being able to re- return back to doing it God's way, which mm-hmm. I believe ultimately God is the creator of marriage. Yeah. And a, what better person to learn it from than him But what happens is because we're seeing the divorce rate increase, which means that we're seeing our own parents, our grandparents um, not making it in marriage. Then who are the models to carry um, the example and be able to establish a standard of this is what it takes to be married in today's society and continuing that on? But when there's a breach or a break in that standard, you better Mm -hmm. believe it's going to make it easier and easier to come away from the original design of it.
0: Yeah, and then you have it—you ex- ex- know—exponentially more um, exposed via social media and all the media mm-hmm. we have. Like back in the day, you can even see that there are all these things breaking up, or the 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 bad examples weren't as public, and now it's everywhere. Like it's like not only in your yeah. own family, but you're seeing it everywhere through the media, through social media, through everything, and it's just like, okay, the consumer mentality is where we're at at the moment. Um, 100%. So I'm really excited to dive into this topic because I say this all the time, you know, stop focusing on the one, start become start and start focusing on becoming the one. And it kind of ties into what we're saying in like this time of if you are single, you can do so much for yourself in this time. And we rarely, really work on ourselves and steward what I say is the gift of singleness. Like I think it actually Mm -hmm. is a beautiful gift and it's usually a short part of our life in retrospect. If we are, you know, if God is gifting our lives with marriage one day. So singleness in retrospect is usually pretty short, even if you're single into your thirties. So I know that you guys have this awesome program called the one university and Mm -hmm. you kind of like really use, I mean, tell us a little bit about that and then we'll get into kind of the layers and the stages that you have in there
1: absolutely so the one university was created about two and a half years ago after we realized we had been doing courses for singles preparing to prepare for marriage but we realized after maybe about a year of launching our first course that we were only focusing on one type of single and it was a single person who was actually in the place to um they were ready to date and marry very soon. Mm -hmm. And we realized that that was not all the singles. There were singles that were just coming out of a bad relationship that were needing healing. Mm -hmm. There were singles who had trust issues and Mm -hmm. really wanted to be able to learn how to trust again. Like There were singles in different seasons of their singleness, which meant that we needed to create a place where each season could be represented um, and a person could come in no matter their season and find a place to grow and to learn and to prepare for marriage and get to that place and that's where we created the single success path to marriage mm-hmm. and it became our seven-stage framework to really helping take singles through the entire process of being fully prepared for marriage and over the last two and a half years we've had over 7,000 men and women come in our program and it's been transformational for many and many have come out on the other end, married. So it's been pretty cool.
0: Oh my gosh. That's so awesome. I know that lots of people listening will be super interested in finding out more and we'll definitely share that with them. And so today um, we're going to kind of break down the seven stages. I love that you do this because it's like when we're telling people like, yeah, go out and date, which I do encourage people to like be more active than passive in dating. But it's not without saying that you need to also be working on yourself. I'm kind of identifying like, hey, look at like the things that are maybe going wrong in your life or why you are in really unhealthy relationships or why you have so many fears and crippling dating anxiety or whatever it is. Um, we can't just be like, no, nope, just go on and date. Just do it uh, because it's going to be a hot mess, which it, you, exactly. a lot of the times ends up being if we're being real. I'm still in it right now. So I can speak from my experience. Um,
1: it is real.
0: It's real. So <laughs> will you break down each stage? I'm going to kind of ask you some questions within each stage, but let's just get in and break it down.
1: <laughs> sure. So let's go ahead. I mean, how you wanna do you want to do? You want to go stage one? To yeah, seven, let's do uh, that. You want me to... So yeah, so there are seven stages and they will break each one down. So mm-hmm. stage one is the pursue stage. Stage two is healing from your past stage. Stage three is discovering your purpose. Stage four is persevere. Mm-hmm. Stage five is prepare for love. Stage six is position, and stage seven is practice for marriage. Oh wow, that's awesome! <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's kind of like getting all in there. Are they all peas? I'm just realizing all, that now. Yeah, Look yep, they're that. all
1: peas. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pea guy. I have all my brands are after peas, We have another brand called Profit in Purpose. It's an entrepreneurship brand. Oh, and man. so everything is pretty much peas. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god! Makes it easy for me to remember stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, there's great words that start with me, I guess. So there we go. So let's, will you break down the first stage? So pursue, I have some questions in this, but sure. um, what is like the general framework overview of this stage so people can understand a little bit about it?
1: So one of the first things that we believe is a prerequisite or we call a non-negotiable for being ready for marriage is developing history with God. Mm-hmm. And so in the stage one, our goal is to help um, the man or woman go through the stage of learning how to pursue God and doing it where it becomes a part of their lifestyle. And it is the foundation of their their life in regards to their pursuit for marriage is that they learn how to pursue God because we never want it to be that you require something of someone else that you yourself have not mastered. Mm. So that's the that's the premise of stage 1 pursue Jesus.
0: So, okay, we always get questions about this about basically, how do you know someone's a mature believer, which is great. And I also think so when they're dating, they're like, I don't know how to see if they're a mature believer or not. And then I also have to say to them, I'm like, okay, a lot of times what I find is people have this expectation that like this person's supposed to be the epic Bible reader, get up at 6am, spend time with Jesus, you know, involved in all the things volunteering, blah, 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 can, you know, have all the gifts of the spirit and they're just (laughs) like thriving. And yet (laughs) they're not doing that themselves. So sure. um, what are kind of some of the signs, would you say, of a mature believer? Because I think people need kind of some of that direction.
1: <laughs> well, the biblical, I would say, premise or the biblical foundation for this concept of being a mature believer is looking at First Corinthians chapter three, verse one, is when you know Paul basically breaks down that I've fed you with milk and not with meat. You know, for this is the goal is to move you from just being able to consume the easy things of God's word and now moving into things that you act have to chew on and have to process through. And so there is a process of going from what I call milk to meat. Mm. And, and there is that journey there. But when it comes to dating and relationships, um, I think this is very important for us to know. How do we know whether a person is, you know, a new believer and is just getting, getting going in God or It's someone that's been in this thing for a while, Mm -hmm. and I think it really comes down to it's more than just about a time piece. It's really more about your heart in regards Mm -hmm. to your commitment, right? Because I believe that this is something that's going to show sign of where you truly are putting your emphasis is what you're committing yourself in. And so commitment is a huge one because it also not only shows signs of your maturity in God, but also shows your signs of your maturity and your preparation for marriage. Because Mm. the number one challenge in marriage is your what? Your ability to commit. So before you even commit to a spouse, you should be committing to friends, Mm. committing to yourself, committing to a church, committing um, committing to God. And I always say like this, if you are having a hard time committing to God, who is perfect, who's never going to hurt you, never going to fail you, never going to throw a shoe at you, never going to back out of the driveway mad at you. Like if you can't commit to that, you know, to a perfect God who will love you no matter what, who will say, who will always be there for you, never leave you, never fail you, never walk away from you, never say anything negative to you, never, you know, do anything against you. If you can't commit to that person, how are you going to be able to commit to a person who potentially can hurt you, say things against you, offend you, make you bitter, make you upset, make you frustrated, make you yeah. mad. So <laughs> your beginning place of learning how to commit is to commit to God. And out of your commitment to God, you then now learn how to commit to others and commit to your future spouse and so forth. And so, um, so my, 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 I guess you say my formula or my, my guess concept of what does maturity look like? It is the basic application of the simple things Mm. right it is your ability maturity is simply your ability to consistently every day apply the basic things that you know is required and doing it consistently so Let's not make it challenging. Let's not make it, you know, super complex. Like you said, you got to know all the books of the Bible. (laughs) Like, you know, you got to know how your spiritual gifts down. You need to know, you know, you need to be able to be uh, able to get in front of the church and share a testimony. Like, let's not go that far, but let's all agree that there are basic principles that are required, or we call them basic disciplines Mm -hmm. that are required for you to grow in your relationship with God. And are you doing those things on the consistent basis, right? right. What does your prayer life look like? What does your devotion life look like? Are you sharing your faith? Do you serve at your local church? What does it look like? Are you, do you have friends that you're growing spiritually with? Yes. Do you do these things where it's a now part of your lifestyle and not something you think about every once in a while, because that's going to show a breach in your commitment level, or I would say maturity, because mm-hmm. maturity is the basic application of the simple things.
0: Oh, that's so good. I love all those different areas you touched on, like prayer, devotional. Are they serving? Do they have friends? I often, I'm always like, look at who their friends are. And, you know, to be (laughs) honest with you, Jamal, and I I don't like to stereotype, but I do typically find that like women, we have lots of friends, but guys, you know, I like need to get deep with each other too. And it's so important for guys to be in discipleship, to be, to have Mm -hmm. mentors and get vulnerable with each other too. And I'm always looking for that, even just as a woman and dating, I'm like, so- who are you meeting up with and getting yeah. vulnerable with? Who are you exactly. gonna call if we have a relationship issue? You know, like who are those people in your life? Because I I have them, but um, and women still have to work on that too. But that is a huge part too. Who are you walking through life with? Um, that's really good. I think I've said this on a previous interview, but it's like look at like the fruit in their life, like what is actually being produced and how much exactly. they can commit to those things. I super think super important right now it's even just on ourselves like i i struggle personally sometimes with like making commitments to myself and then failing myself we make f- like um false promises to our own selves all the time and i'm like how can i follow up on commitments to other people if i can't follow up on the commitments with myself you
1: know? Exactly, It is huge. And I think like you just said, like looking at the fruit of a person's life, mm-hmm. you can truly see what kind of person they are. Yeah. And that's why it's important to be able to just look at the basic things, look at the simple things, and you can automatically begin to see um, it, their relationship with God is something that is something that they make a priority or is something that they just do whenever they are in trouble or using him as, you know, a spare tire whenever they Things aren't going well.
0: Right. I love that. Okay. So pursue basically like their, their heart, their relationship, their commitment to God and to the layers of spiritual disciplines, basically. Um uh, okay. What about stage two, which is I think the past, right?
1: Yes, this is a major one. Healing from your past mm-hmm. is one of those, you know, things that majority of our all of our members or I would say this is the one that they are like, oh my gosh, I don't want to have to go (laughs) Don't want to go here. (laughs) You know, because it does require (laughs) you to have to dig into the things that hurt you because I believe that there is purpose in pain. Mm -hmm. And I believe that in every moment that you have went through something that was not the most, um, you know, exciting thing, it really does give you insight into, number one, potentially what the enemy was trying to use against you to Mm -hmm. try to destroy you. Because I believe that whatever happens once will try to pop its head up again. So now you can now begin to learn some trends and have spiritual um, understanding regarding the things that are potentially um, that you're going to be facing in your future um, endeavors or relationships and so forth. And so that's the thing there for past is taking the time to really journey through the moments where you have been hurt, you have been wounded Mm. and and allowing God access to those areas of your heart. So one of the things that we believe is in a process of deliverance, and that's just simply understanding how can I remove the things that I am still hanging on to or thinking about or regretting or wondering why did that happen to me and me getting delivered from it simply is saying, God, I'm giving it to you and letting you have this because I know if I keep hanging on to it, it's going to cause me to go into a place of destruction in regards to my mind and my thought process. And most importantly, I'm going to have to take someone else through this if I don't go through it now. So let me get rid of this. And so we take our members through a pretty extensive process Mm. of letting them basically walk through the very um, challenging parts of their life and then saying, reciting prayers to God to let him into that area to bring Mm. total healing and restoration And then most importantly, doing some activation with them in regards to writing out letters potentially to people that may have hurt you um, or even some we have it where you have to put things inside of on sticky note and put it inside of a balloon and let it float away to where it symbolizes I'm Mm. letting this go and I'm not no longer allowing it to be used against me or me use it in a place of shame or condemnation. Mm. But I'm saying, God, I, 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 you know, um, you know, because what happens is we try to bury things under the rug right. and we try to hide things or ignore things. But no, we've got to go through it so we can be able to come out on the other side and testify and tell a story. And one of the biggest signs that I would say that you ha- are on the other side is when you can talk about something and mm-hmm. you can talk about it from a light of what you learned or what you now would ensure that no one else has to go through because you went through it. So because not everything is our fault. Some things mm-hmm. are done to us out of just simply someone else not truly living the best life they should be living. And now Mm -hmm. their destruction has been used to now destroy you or us. And so you have to now go through the process of forgiveness on someone else. And some people always say, it, well, Jamal, it's not my fault. Why Mm -hmm. should I be the one that has to go through this? Why do I have to be the one that has to think through this? But that's just the part of sin that's just not Mm, fair, that we are sinful beings. And we live, we are living in a sinful world, a fallen world where things are going to happen that are just simply not fair. But that's where Christ comes in to be our redeemer and to give us purpose beyond our pain.
0: I love what you're saying, because in understanding our past, we'll be able to have the language to actually communicate what's going on within us today. Because if you by processing the past, it doesn't mean like that you're like, that things don't still at times come up, but now you'll be able to recognize it and move forward at a, at a, in a much healthier way. Um, and I love that Brené Brown actually says, she talks about like the reckoning, reckoning with your stories and like actually going through it, sorting through it, writing it down even, um, so that you can face it and write a brand new ending of hope for your future. But if we don't actually go through and do that, you know, it's, it's there and it's actually owning us. The story will own us instead of us owning our story and the things that have happened. And there is a level of like, yeah, there's lots of unfair things that probably happened, you know, and we got to grieve those things, but through grieving it and properly grieving it, we can say, okay, that doesn't have to own me anymore. Now I'm taking radical ownership of my future. Um, And in this process, Jamal, there's one particular thing that gets brought up a lot. And I've Mm -hmm. even personally dealt with this, but it's kind of the healing from sexual sin. And so for those struggling with the shame of sexual sin and for that being a part of their past, is there anything more specific that you recommend to process and heal from that specific kind of past shame and wound?
1: Absolutely. So the thing that happens with when it comes to anything sexual um, is going to be the memory, right? Mm-hmm. That's the thing that most are just like, I just have the memory of this thing and yeah. and it is just overwhelming at times or you get the, the memory gets triggered in different moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's learning how to, I would say, this is you know from my own personal story, um, it's just having those key people in your life that you know that when you're being triggered that you can be able to vent those things to and share those things with that you trust. Because the Bible does say, um, confess your sins to be one another yeah. and be healed. So I do believe that there is something inside of a human, inside of people, that God does. Because a lot of people say, "Well, I've confessed it to God, I've given it to God, and I, 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 what do I do now?" Right? God should be the only person I should have to tell this to. And I was like, "Well, according to the Word of God, it's actually God is the first person, but He's not the mm, only person, yeah. and you should have a trusted confidant, a trusted friend that you can be able to share." this experience with and share this moment with that can keep you not it's just not even accountable but the bible says that brothers or even sisters or women are born for adversity which means that in the times when you're being triggered or in the times when you're feeling that moment because there's no guarantee for the memories to go away there's no guarantee for you never to remember or never to think about it again yeah. but it's all about how you respond in the times when a trigger does happen or when a moment does come where you remember it how do you respond? Do you have someone that you can go immediately and say, hey, I had a hard time today. This triggered me. and I just want to let this out and let it go. And you stand in agreement that I'm not going to let this continue to be something that is used against me or that I you know, continue to dwell more on. I'm, a, I'm releasing it to you as a sign that, hey, I am not letting this. I'm not agreeing with this thought that it was not a good thought. And, and so forth. And so that doesn't have to be every day, it, it, you know, and now in the very beginning, you may have to do it every day. Yeah. Um. Actually, the process of healing, but it gets easier and easier over time. And mm-hmm. before you know it, you'll realize like, this is, you know, one of the biggest struggles I had, you know, regards to my, you know, shame was just the, the emotional soul ties that yeah. I had developed. And sometimes the emotional soul ties are just as bad or sometimes yes. worse as sexual yep. soul ties mm-hmm. because your heart was involved. And so you have to go through a process of, Getting that thing out, the last thing you want to do is keep it in your head and just think that you're going to ignore it. Don't ignore it. Please yeah. walk with it with someone else who can take it and begin to help you process through it in a healthy sure. way. And then you'll be healed. I guarantee you, according to the word of God, you will be healed.
0: What I also say to you, I, I, I'm in alignment everything you're saying, but uh, some people I've, I've had tell me like, okay, well, I've talked to a therapist and that's the only person I'm telling. And I am so for therapy. I think it's wonderful. Sure, and I'm like, yes. I am too but then i also say you know there's something about that's great and we like hugely value it and there's something about you know having someone that's walking alongside of you the therapist isn't like in your daily life right it's not like you're they calling are. your therapist when you're having a moment of a trigger you're seeing the therapist in a scheduled time um and there's something so beautifully exposing but like and vulnerable about telling it to somebody that's not in the confines of a therapeutic, you know, this is very safe. You pay for the session and they can't say anything. There's a confidentiality, but there's something so beautifully vulnerable about telling someone who still is safe that is walking through and doing life with you as well. Um, so I kind of just wanted to say that because I've had people be like, well, I'm yeah. just telling a therapist, just a therapist. And nope. I'm like, no, I, say, I would say not hey, just a I'm therapist. I'm like
1: both and. So me yeah. I went through a pretty, you know, challenging time in our marriage And it was both, and we we had a therapist that was walking with us, giving us that professional insight um, to ensure that we were, um, you know, both just going through it together well. But we also both had community and friends that were able to be more just there in the hard moments because you just can't call your therapist in the middle of the night. Right. You can't take (laughs) your therapist, you know, whenever you're having a moment. You know, you just those are just not things you can do. But with a friend, that's why I believe that the Bible says it. They're born for adversity, and the times Mm -hmm. when you need them the most, they are there. To help support you and walk with you. And you may say, well, man, Jamal, I don't have a friend like that. Well, go be a friend like that for someone else. And then in time, they will become that for you whenever mm-hmm. you need it. Be the friend that you desire to have. A lot of times we want to go find friends that are already well first and well prepared. It takes time to develop mm-hmm. covenant friendships. I believe friendship. Is the preparation ground for marriage that Mm -hmm. if you aren't able to be a good friend, then you probably won't be able to be a good spouse. And your ability to choose good friends, I believe, is the basis of you learning how to choose a good spouse Mm -hmm. because you are going to have to learn. A lot of people just choose their friends off of life, school, work, Mm -hmm. just their surrounding. Mm -hmm. And they just think, oh, yeah, I mean, we've been friends for 10 years. Why? (laughs) why have you been friends what purpose do they serve in your life at what point did you choose that person to be a friend right Mm -hmm. you got to go through that process because you're doing the same thing in relationships people skip right over friendships and go right to wanting to choose a person they're gonna spend the rest of their life with and they're going to date and share bank accounts with, share beds with, share kids with. <laughs> Time out, man. Like you just advance all the way to a relationship. Just can you please just show me where you can choose a good friend? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and so if you come to me telling me I don't really know if anybody like that, and you're telling me you want to date, you know? And so, um, so yeah, I'm huge on friendships because oh, it man. really is a great development. Point. Development place for marriage.
0: Yes. Amen. I like so agree. I'm like, if you don't have any good friends, I don't want to be your friend. Or I don't want to be in your well, I definitely don't really like, want to date you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not Marry you. Oh man. It's so good. Okay. I love that stage. Stage two pass. It's the harder one. It's like people are like, let me just skip over I love that this is the second stage. It's like, nope, you gotta go in now. You gotta go in now. Um so stage and, the and oh, yeah. final
1: even find us off finish off with stage two by so valuable because you are developing a value system for looking, going through hard times Mm -hmm. and being able to learn how to heal. Because guess what? When you get married, you better believe you're going to (laughs) have hard times and you need to learn how to forgive and forget yeah and that's a principle you need to practice before you get married my friend so that's why stage two is so important because you're learning how to forgive and forget and move on
0: yeah single people were like i could just close the door like when you with friendship it's so different when you're just friends with someone i'm like i go home mm-hmm. at night and i you know i have my own space and my own things that's and it. i can leave that's any it. situation whenever i want when you are it is not that way in marriage my friend i don't know way. but i can i know i'm a, <laughs> not not yet but i'm preparing myself I was friends i just want to take a quick break from our amazing episode today to tell you a bit of our heart of dating sponsor for this episode let me just tell you as a single woman i am personally all about living my very best life in the season anyone else with me here and because of that i make sure i'm taking care of myself and prioritizing self-care beauty and fitness as much as i possibly can But here's the thing, there are so many products out there, and sometimes I just want someone to share the best of the best with me to make my life even easier. That is when I discovered the amazing FabFitFun. If you don't already know what it is, it's a seasonal box with full-size beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. I love that they give you full-size products. The box I personally received is so awesome, you guys. These are products that are actually top of the market that I truly use. Each season's box featured a variety of amazing quality brands such as Tarte, Kate Somerville, Anthropology, Free People, Dr. Brandt, and so many more. That's just the beginning of it. The box with all these products retails for $49.99, but always has a value of over $200 within the box. Yes, 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 and amen. So... Getting your FabFitFun box in the mail kind of feels like it's your birthday four times a year. When I got mine, I was so in awe because so many of the brands I use already and just love so much. So today, friends, just for heart of dating listeners, y'all are going to get $10 off your first box. hmm. Just go to FabFitFun.com and use the code HOD10 so you can save $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. Again, that's fabfitfun.com using the code HOD10. Y'all, I'm just so excited for this. You deserve to live your very best single life. So go on and treat yourself. Okay, so let's go to stage three, um, purpose. Share a bit more about like what is – I love this because I think it's so foundational. Other than friendship, I think like purpose and shared purpose Mm -hmm. is super, super huge. But um, So I do actually have a question about this, about purposes and shared purposes because, uh, you know, Gary Thomas, love him. He wrote The Sacred Search, Sacred Marriage, and he really like – I think it's in the first chapter of his book mentions like if you don't have a shared purpose or shared mission – Bye. (laughs) Like, like, it's not going to work out, he basically says. So and it's so foundational. So we've talked about it before. But a question I get asked a lot is, you know, how I mean, and I don't say you have to have the exact same, but Mm -hmm. how do we know if in dating our missions align well enough to be considered Something that we could ma- like go towards marriage with, or that they're just too far apart. That's kind of I'm just diving in with a question on this stage. But. Yeah,
1: no, for sure. You know, even before even answering that question, to lay of the foundation mm-hmm. for why the purpose stage is so pivotal is because I view your purpose as for your marriage is the vehicle. Yeah, and a lot of times people will make love the vehicle and think that love is driving the marriage. That's the wrong thing. Love is what makes the ride enjoyable. And Mm -hmm. so, but the vehicle that I would say that God brought you two together to get in the car of your purpose to have direction towards changing the world that is the purpose of marriage is that two people Mm -hmm. come together with their individual goals, individual journeys, individual promises, and bring those two worlds together and say, Let's go after this together. Mm -hmm. And so, this is the big concept that I believe we have dropped in the last decade. Because we've made, due to learning about marriage from Hollywood, where Hollywood, Mm -hmm. they paint the picture that marriage and relationships is centered around two people falling in love and happily ever after. And that being it, where love is the vehicle, when love is not the vehicle at all, because love at times, you're not even going to be able to feel like you are in love, (laughs) but purpose will still be there driving you in any moment or time that me and my wife got into any times of challenge in our marriage. We go back to why did God bring us together? Mm-hmm. We fell in love. Yes. And we were able to feel this synergy and this connection. Why? Around the common goal, which, which you're asking, that we feel like was on our life. And so the question always is, okay, well, how do I know if this person is someone that I can share that common purpose with? Don't, yeah, I'm saying don't make it complex at mm-hmm. all. It's more about you being able to look and hear what they're saying that they want to give their life to. And does there something resonate within you that you would say, I can serve that. I, mm-hmm. I want to be a part of that. And then at that point, you both sharing what you, when me and Natasha had our first conversation, because I clearly, this is something I value and I'm very important. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, share with me what you believe a part of your purpose is. Now I know no one knows everything about their purpose. Why? Yeah. Because our purpose is still being unveiled every single day that we journey with God. Mm-hmm. So, but what you do know so far, Share with me what ignites you, what motivates you to wake up in the morning? What is it that you would say that you are the most excited about accomplishing? And I want to hear it because I want to see is this something that I want to partner my life with mm-hmm. to help ensure. Happens, or do I believe that there is a way that possibly this is not something that I can see myself being fulfilled, you know, in quote unquote, right? Yeah. So let's think about, for example, Billy Graham and Ruth Graham. If you Mm -hmm. don't know the story, Ruth Graham was someone she felt like she was called to be a missionary Mm -hmm. and she was going to serve being a missionary, traveling the nations. And Billy Graham was called to be an evangelist. Well, in the beginning parts of their dating, when they began to share about their purpose, and Billy said, Hey, I feel like I'm called to be an evangelist, and here's what I'm Going to be doing here. I'm going to be traveling the world, and she said, "Well, I find I'm going to be a missionary." And he said, "Well, let's figure out how we can both do this together, to where it's going to serve one of those purpose without us having to sacrifice." And so there had to be a compromise on mm-hmm. the behalf of Ruth in order to serve the bigger vision upon Billy Billy Graham's life, quote unquote. Now, granted, you got to know that. I mean, that's the thing. I say every scenario. I've I've read stories of couples where it was the reverse where. The wife had this big mm-hmm. vision, big dream, and the husband was like, Hey, I'm gonna put my thing on the sideline because this thing is big and let's go after this together, yeah. right? And so I think both of you having that common converse, that conversation about are we both willing to serve one another's purpose and dream and in the confines clearly of you know children and family. You know, I know, for example, um um John and Lisa Bevere, their yeah. story of how. He was able to travel for the first beginning years. She stayed home with the boys. And then soon after, whenever the boys were old enough, John began to say, Lisa, you need to start traveling and speaking. she's like, no, I'm comfortable with the boys. He said, no, this is a part of your life. And he honored the dream in her heart Mm. and said, hey, go, I want you to chase after this. Let's do it. And then now clearly we see the boys are all older. They're working together in ministry. So you see there's different examples and models But at the end of the day, I believe purpose is so powerful. But before all that can go down, (laughs) you got to know your own purpose, right? You got to know what you believe you're called to do and accomplish in the world So you can be able to pair that up with the thing that your spouse or your future spouse is called to do as well.
0: So if you're coming to a dating relationship and they're like, "Uh, I don't know my purpose, what do you think about that? If they're still figuring – I mean, you just said we're going to figure it out continuously, right? I mean, it's constantly being revealed. But if they're entering a dating relationship really unsure, like I'm just curious. Like it's just a question that came to mind. Like how – is that okay? You know what I mean?
1: You know, it's a great question because for me, I would be nervous. Yeah. I would – I would just personally be nervous if a person says, I don't know what my purpose is on the basic. When I say nervous, I'm more saying, hey, what is the thing that you at least feel on the basic level you are passionate about, right? Right? But I wouldn't want to go into a coaching moment, but if I was to have my wife on this podcast, (laughs) there was a whole lot of things that my wife didn't know detailed compared to me who had been spending years (laughs) my and getting insight, right? And then that's why I created this program because that was one of the biggest things that people would say. I don't know what my purpose is. What is it? And I Mm -hmm. say, hey, well, take a pause on dating and trying to discover and learn someone else and go learn you, right? Instead of me and you being on this day and you trying to sit Mm -hmm. here and learn me, how about you go take a season to learn yourself (laughs) to be able to come back with, hey, here's some things I've learned about me. Now, granted, like I said, you are still going to be on the journey of discovery for the rest of your life. When I married my wife, there were things that she knew about herself. That now she is in a whole nother zone of thinking about herself because of marriage and just what marriage does to you. So you're still going to be learning. But there was still on our first phone call, she still had a very powerful understanding that she was called to love people and work with people hands on and be Mm. a part of people's life in regards to their transformation journeys. When I heard her talk about that, I was like, oh, yeah.
0: You're okay. like, hey, it's like right. it's more you know? than attraction <laughs> than just a physical. You're like, my yeah, it's on. like
1: oh, yeah, girl. keep on talking. You don't know yeah, feel like yeah, you feel like Oh, okay.
0: uh, yes. <laughs> you're just becoming that much more attractive. I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, you when know? when someone could tell me about like self-awareness or anything yeah. or like a purpose, I'm like, Hey, okay, keep going. <laughs> like I'm I'm like exactly. drilling on the other end of the table if it's on a date. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs>
1: And so, because the thing is, at the end of the day, it shows an indicator that you care about why you're here on earth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And so then I'm big on like, now I'm not trying to say you have to have all the details, Yes, but you should at least spend a season or time learning a little bit about yourself enough to be able to bring to the table. This is what I'm going after in my life. I don't know how it all is going to pan out or work through, but I know for me, when the big picture was shown, Hey, I just know that I'm called to be a part of people's transformational process. I don't know how I'm going to do it. But I just know they're going to be people that are going to talk back to me and say, man, Jamal, help me to transform my life and mm. bring me closer to God. That was the thing that I was saying was part of my purpose. I just want people to, when they interact with me, mm-hmm. anything I do, anything I say, they feel like they were brought closer to God. Yeah. Now, how God does that? And how he's done it has been a crazy journey that I had no idea that I would be where I am today, so but I good. at least had an indicator that that was something that I was calling myself to.
0: Yes. Okay. I love that. That is such an important stage. I mean, all the stages are important, but I love purpose. I think we're too confused right now in our identities and where we're going in life. So I think that is so vital. Um. All right. As we move to stage four, it's persevere. Is that it? Or- yes. Yeah. This is the one that,
1: I'll be honest, Kate, like when I create it, I always get stumped here in regards (laughs) to what was number four again? Yeah, (laughs)
0: like, persevere?
1: (laughs) So, and I think it's such a setup because it's the one stage that I do believe is the most pivotal and the most important that most single people do get hung up in. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, persevere is stage four. And it's the stage where we teach you how to endure singleness during the hard times. And we all know what I'm talking about sexual temptation. And this is the stage where we really walk through providing the equipment or equipping you more rather to be able to endure the sexual trials of of singleness. And as well, just most importantly, learning how to be content in your singleness.
0: Mm -hmm. So a huge question I have in this, especially for we have a lot of people that um, I interact with that are, you know, in their 30s Especially and still single, and so it's one thing I think to be married younger in your twenties and mm-hmm. um, and deal with you know all of the sexual temptations in that phase but then as life goes on and you're getting older and you're still single and you're like okay lord what's going on like that i mean that we hard. have so many people and i have beautiful um i have one of my very best friends was absent until she was 36 and she had such a beautiful journey and it was awesome at her wedding to like really see that all come together but i mean like if i'm being real that's a rarity today in our culture and it's it's tough and she, even her journey was still tough at times so and i just Talk to so many women, so many of my personal friends that are like, and guys in their 30s, like, oh man, like, okay, God, I can continue on this journey of singleness, but this whole sexual temptation part is like, what is going on? So, yeah, what advice would you recommend? <laughs>
1: Okay. So this is the real <laughs> one. Yeah. It, with everything you just said, it's just like, you got different people, different ages, yeah. um, that are, that are going through this thing They're like, God, I didn't, was I even made to be single this long? You know what I'm saying? Like this is yeah. not even right. My body is just, you know, turning against me in regards <laughs> to desires and all kinds of things I'm going through. And then, especially if you've tasted and seen, mm-hmm. of, the, you know, of the glory right? of sex and just having to, um, you know, deny that urge when it comes, especially if you've tasted of it, can be even more challenging. Mm -hmm. And so um, during the persevere stage, this is where we really, really emphasize um, community. Um, Mm
0: -hmm. And this
1: is not just a friendship. This is now having that singles community because you will be amazed at how powerful it is when you hear other people that are just in the same journey as you are being able to talk through it and saying what they're doing, what's working for them. Because Kate, there is no perfect formula for being sexually poor. There is no perfect formula of stay out of that club, don't drink that, don't don't be around those people. Yeah, you can do all of those things, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it's just a journey, and so you don't want to do the journey alone because it's going to be a process. That every day is going to be one day you're going to feel strong, another you're going to feel weak. Oh, it's and so true. So, mm-hmm. And so this is where you just really have to build a community. And so one of the things that even for me with my single, when I was single was I had a lot of married friends. And I was like, man, I, they don't get the struggle. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let me. And I had to intentionally go and find a healthy group of men that I could say, hey, guys, can we walk through this stuff together? Can I just have a moment once a month where we can come together and just talk, yeah. share on this? Because on this it's this getting real. And it, I had to be intentional. It wasn't natural. I didn't have natural guys that are just around me that were still single. And even whenever I got married and I had single brothers that I was still walking with, that I was like hey bro I realized like I got to stop talking with you about some stuff I'm going through in my marriage cuz it's going to make it hard for you as a single guy like it's just had to really manage that whole community mm-hmm. piece of who I'm learning from walking with doing life with cuz it can make it more and more open the doors there so that's mm-hmm. my piece there. At the end of the day, it also comes down to self-discipline. Yeah. All right. That's just, I, I just gotta be real. It, that's not a sexy word by no means. And, <laughs> no one likes the
0: word discipline. If no you one think one about your the word parent, about help like, you. yeah, like yelling at you, like, don't do Girl. this and blah, 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 you know.
1: Good. But let's be 1000. Okay. <laughs> let's just keep it 100, yeah. 100, 100, 100 times 10. All right. That's one. 1 like that. If you do not learn how to be, sexually controlled in singleness, i.e. from everything from just your eyes to your desires, to your feelings, to your emotions, to your hands, to your body. If you don't learn how to do that in singleness, then my friend, it's going to be harder or worse for you in marriage. Mm -hmm. Let me explain. Because many people think, well, when I get married, I have somebody to be able to do all those good things with. Well, my friend, now you're simply at a place where You are open for that thing to become even more of a stronger desire, which means that if you don't know how to self-control, have it with your spouse, then the moment someone else comes along that has a better look in this or talking good game to you. This is for men and women because affairs and and emotional affairs, sexual affairs Mm -hmm. are happening more today than ever before because we don't learn how to have self-control mm-hmm. because the thing that your spouse is going to be the only t- person or to think that your that, that your spouse will be the only person you're attracted to or, 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 um, or drawn to is a lie from the pit of hell because <laughs> you still have a flesh after marriage. Yeah. And so I am big on learning how to do this in your singleness, because you, you're you going to have to practice that in your marriage. Mm-hmm. I E there are times when my wife to think that every night we're going to be having sex. is just, no, that's not a realistic expectation, yeah. right? Or to think whenever she has a baby, same thing. I got, I got a friend of mine that's just his wife is pregnant. I'm like, hey, bro, get yourself ready. Whenever you know, after baby's born, it's going to be a little bit of a change up. Like you got to be prepared <laughs> for. it. And maybe I'm talking more from a man's point of perspective for a point of perspective. Be good if my wife was here to kind of hit it from the woman's perspective. But then the day, it's one of those things where you learning to value self control because I believe that sex or sexuality is like fire and that Mm -hmm. fire is meant to be what enjoyed in the confines of a fireplace or a fire pit with rocks (laughs) around it to ensure that it can be what enjoyed. And the moment that a fire breaks outside of the confines of what it was created to be enjoyed, it now becomes destructive. The very thing that was warming you up can now burn you down and Mm -hmm. destroy you and kill you. So this is why it's important to learn how to put boundaries around your sexuality Because you want to be able to enjoy it whenever you do get to the season of your life where you can have it and have it at its, you know, disposal. But for now, yes, I know it's not fair. I know it's not fun. But if you can put this in practice now, I guarantee you, you'll be thanking your, your future self will be thanking you later.
0: Yes. And what you're saying, what you touched on too with the community aspect is so huge because for me with, you know with my community of women this is what we end up talking about we're like hey the struggle is real this sucks you know and we have these conversations we have to be real with each other it's yeah. it is tough like and we are it's, it, but if you're not having those dialogues that's where it becomes way more difficult because you're probably Doing things behind closed doors without letting people know. I mean, I'm just going to say that's probably the most likely that what's going to happen if you're not openly having those discussions with other people mm-hmm. in your life. For me, I know that would happen if I wasn't in constant community on it because, yeah, I am committed and it's doing my singleness well, but I'm not going to lie that I'm a sexual being that has such se- sexual urges and that 100%. I, that you know, like watching some something on TV that I might be like, oh, wait, or just whatever it is. I mean, who knows? And if I'm not properly um, praying through that or having people to talk it out with and keep accountable with, I'm like, this isn't an issue. (laughs) Like, I'm going to end up doing something that I don't want to do. Yeah. and so. that is
1: the, that's it. it. It really is. one. And being honest and real and truthful with it is the best route to go. Mm-hmm. And we all have different paths. We all have different yep. experiences. And be honest and not letting condemnation come over you. But the reality is that the, the fact that you are even wanting to do better with it shows that there's a level of conviction in you. And that is God being able to pull you onto the straight and narrow and keeping you in his will so that you don't go off and do something you regret.
0: So good. All right, Jamal, we have been talking for a while. I love this. So we have three more stages to go through. So we have to go through them a little more rapid fire, and I hate That's that, good. but let's do it. So no, let's okay. Let's it's go okay. through prepare is next, right?
1: Yeah. So this one is really quick, right? Basically here, you want to know that you're taking a season of your life in your singleness to actually learn what love is. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people just fall in love. When I say love, is not something you fall into. It's something you choose. The word dating, you should you probably know this, Kate, yeah. comes from the root word you know, data, which means mm-hmm. to gather information. Yeah. And so you need to be to have the ability to know what you are needing in regards to a relationship, in regards to love. And when you go in a relationship, you are intelligently present and not just emotionally present. And so that requires you preparing for marriage and knowing what indicators are going to show clear signs of a person being ready for marriage or not. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, you yourself need to know what does it take to have a successful marriage and that my friend is preparing for love. So in this stage, we're simply breaking down what love is, what covenant is, what the true qualities of a healthy marriage and so forth. So you have a good understanding. And this is where we take people through the five love languages yes. and we take people through the Enneagram my so they favorite. can understand <laughs> yeah, you know, those different co- frameworks are powerful, mm-hmm. um, you know, to be able to help you to better understand Enneagram has been massively breakthrough for me and my wife oh, in regards yeah. to knowing one another, but also knowing how to love each other. Yes, That's huge. So that's preparing for love.
0: Huge. By the way, what Enneagram type are you?
1: <laughs> I am type three with a wing four. What that's about you? right.
0: I'm the same.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> so cool.
0: <laughs> so many people I'm friends with are threes. Oh my goodness. It's oh wow. That is, a, that is a
1: hard life to live. <laughs> <I know. laughs> being friends of threes are super challenging because everybody is going after goals big dreams big things, and-,
0: <laughs> and we're like i'll give you the info i just have to be one step ahead of you no just-
1: <laughs> i got like- you but yeah let me tell you i already did it so yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah i know
0: oh my gosh i love it but it's so helpful um in it relationship is. to understand i mean it was massively breakthrough for me when yes. i was like oh that's what drives me so much or that's mm-hmm. some of my core motivation and oh my goodness it helps me to
1: we can go all day. That's a I know that's a that's me. separate,
0: separate. Okay, let's go to stage six.
1: <laughs> so stage six is where we get practical. This is where if you now have done all the work of preparing yourself, you now are ready to position yourself. And mm-hmm. this is where we challenge our singles to step out and get out of their comfort zone. Yeah. And we actually have a a, a challenge for them that we do in stage six by hosting a singles party. And oh, we break yes. Down how to host a singles party? How to get other singles there? It's a whole process of about a three hour. You know, two hour class that we teach on how to host it regarding who to contact to get people to show up who not to oh allow in the room so we actually had a friend of ours that we know that actually met their spouse at a singles party yes. that's where we got the idea from and it's a little taboo it's a little outside no. it's not the, your average church get together small group come on in <laughs> uh, but it's very intentional to know that everybody's coming here for the potential benefit of meeting someone yeah and it's done in a healthy environment and so forth now guys if you are listening to me you already know what to do bro you know you just gotta be that lion and be able to take um take 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 lead and and pursue um there's a whole framework that me and my wife teach the five stages of a relationship done God's way, and that's where you get to the stage of where you're ready to date and get to know someone and that first stage is pursue. Yeah. and so of being able to pursue a woman and doing it the right way by letting her know your intentions and so forth. but all in all, precision, is how you're putting yourself out there.
0: I love that. You know, I just have to say this. So this my whole passion for this whole like dating singleness journey started back when I lived in New York where I used to host rooftop singles parties at my love apartment it. in Brooklyn and the first time Super I was like cool. uh 30 people are going to come or you know and An almost Jenna. like 80 to 100 average, people yep. came. And Tell I was you. like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and then by popular demand, we had another one. And then mm-hmm. now I've thrown them in LA. We actually have one coming up here in May, um, that I'm throwing from Hearted Dating and my friend Christina. But it is a huge heart for mine to say we need to have safe places that aren't super awkward, but more yeah. intentional where, you know, people in the environment are good Christian single people. <laughs>
1: 100%. Yeah, it's, it's super important and it works, man. It works to it's get great. around it. It's great for networking and so forth.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I met a serious boyfriend a few years ago at one. Anyway. Wow. Super okay. cool. Okay. So let's go to the last stage.
1: Last stage is practice for marriage. So this is where you're actually going to begin to put into practice some of the things that you've learned over the previous stages. The biggest piece here is actually interviewing a married couple mm. and you being able to find a married couple that you are inspired by. Their marriage—they've been married for potentially ten plus years. So they've been to the various seasons of marriage, and you can sit down and make them a mentor couple, and you can begin to evaluate their marriage. This is more for the singles that have come from a divorce or broken home. Mm. We have a lot of our singles that have that, and they've never truly seen a marriage on a healthy marriage on display. They've only seen it on TV, right. and they haven't seen it in real life. And so we challenge our our, our singles to get out, get involved with a with a couple. That you can go to their home and just be a part. I know for me, my pastor was that person, mm-hmm. and I actually got to see a real time fight between them two. My parents were fighting, not make up, and you know, and it was just the weirdest, right. awkwardest thing. But I got to see my pastor and his wife have a disagreement, and I got to—he literally turned over to me, and I was like, "Hey, do you want me to leave?" And he's like, "No, no, I want you to stay right here, and I want you to watch us actually go through this and navigate the 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 um the resolve here because." Arguing is not, the goal is not for one another to win. The goal for argument is to better understand each other. Mm -hmm. And so just having that real-time moment with them and seeing it, it immediately created an expectation, a healthy expectation of how to have that type of moment with my future wife, my future spouse. And so so very powerful stuff. So practice for marriage is putting into play now the things that you need to be ready to be in a real-time marriage and you know exactly how to navigate and do it well.
0: I love that. And I always challenge married people when I talk to them too. Like, invite single people in you know we we tend to live in groups like as singles we're all with the singles marrieds we're all with the marrieds i'm like we have to have more overlap because that's where we're learning um like the singles need to be around the marriage because we learn so much from that and i think marrieds can even learn from single people too in terms of balance and so many other things and purpose but um yeah because so i think that that balance is so important but i love that you're saying that like get around a married couple and experience that um it's so vital so even watch because I also didn't have a very good example of that. So being Mm. able to see that now through people in my life today, I'm like, wow, this changes my viewpoint on what is possible for me. Um, And I don't have to be afraid of conflict or see, you know, be be terrified and have these kinds of fears. I can see how it can healthily be navigated um, to the glory of God. And, you know, it's not always easy, but it can be navigated in a healthy way. (laughs)
1: <laughs> absolutely very important yep so this is one that i mean people kind of shy away from because they're like oh that's kind of awkward weird but it can go so far because when you get married you will draw right back to the time you spent with your your mentor couple or it's going to be your parents yeah. you have to decide so whose true. story or whose marriage do you want to emulate
0: mm-hmm. jamal this is in so awesome i'm so excited for everyone to hear this episode um Every guest, I ask the same last question. So, what is your final nugget of dating advice after all this stuff? What is the final, like, kind of nugget you want to share with people today?
1: Yeah. You know, and I I share this directly from my own personal story. Um, My biggest piece of dating advice is to divorce the woman or man in your head Mm. and give the person that you are potentially meeting, getting to know, a chance. Do not weigh them up against the perfect person that you believe you are supposed to be with. And I call that divorce the person in your head and give that person that's in front of you a real chance to build their case and get to know them for who they are versus you comparing them to um, previously an ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, or previously comparing them to the person that you have never even met yet. mm. So that or may never meet. And so that's what I will say. Be real and be honest and give that person a chance.
0: That is so good. I've never heard anyone say that. That is so awesome. Sometimes we have some repeat advice and I'm like, that's real good. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I loved everything you said, but I really, really love that. Um, okay. So Jamal, for people to connect with you, if they want to get involved with the One University, how do they do that?
1: Absolutely. So once again, I mean, Kate, this has been amazing. Thanks so much for having me. This has been so much fun. Oh yeah. If you guys are interested in being a part or joining the One University, it's basically Um, like we just went through the seven stages. Within the seven stages, there are courses for each stage where you can go through this process of really preparing yourself for marriage. Like we said, at the end of it, the goal is that you'll be more than prepared for marriage and ready to date and do it God's way and choose the right person. And so we have um, where you can go to givegodayear.com. And why do I say that? Because we ask our singles to give God a year and just see what he will do now, are we saying that you can't date at all? No, that's not it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are saying that you're giving God a full year to develop your single, in your single season. And if you meet somebody along the way, praise God. If you don't, praise God. You're, you're ready for marriage now. Yeah. So give God a year is the journey that we say, I did this uh, many years back and it transformed my life. So that's why we got this concept from. So go to givegodayear.com and you can sign so up for good. the one university. We have a two-pay payment plan where you can be able to get in. And this is, I believe, thousands of dollars worth of information only made available for only a few hundred dollars or $200 rather. It's very affordable yeah. to go through an entire year of, of basically life coaching and, and life preparation for one of the biggest and most important decisions you'll make in life.
0: So, so good. Jamal, you are amazing. Thank you so much for just sharing your heart and for what you and your wife, Natasha, do. And you know, I'm a huge fan of you and and you guys. I'm here to always support. And I know that people will definitely be contacting you or definitely joining, I'm sure, after hearing this episode. So yeah, thank you because we need more people talking on the subject. And so I just appreciate that so much.
1: Awesome. Hey, Kate, thanks a lot again for having me. This has been so much fun and I'm excited to see what God continues to do in your life. And your future because I know it's big and amazing.
0: (laughs) Talk about purpose. Let's go. Come (laughs) on, (laughs) somebody. All right. Thanks, Jamal. (laughs) Thank you, Kate. Wow, 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 wow. Oh, my word. Thank you, Jamal, for breaking it down for us today. You are the best. As a recap, you guys, the seven stages we went over, all starting with P are stage one, pursue, stage two, past, stage three, purpose, stage four, persevere, stage five, prepare, stage six, position, and stage seven, practice. I don't know about you guys, but I personally learned so much from today. And I just wanna encourage you to take what you heard and reflect on it. How can you implement some of these things into your life? How can you focus even more on becoming the one for someone else? Singleness is a beautiful gift that we can and should steward well. So ask God to illuminate what areas you might need to focus some energy on. This is going to benefit you and your future spouse. So no more excuses. What's stopping you from being the best possible single person you can be? I cannot be more thankful for your support of the Heart of Dating podcast. I am blown away by your rankings, reviews, messages, all of it. If you want to be a part of our inner circle and support what we are doing, we encourage you to pledge any dollar amount that you want on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Heart Dating. Also, if you like this podcast, would you please consider giving us a review? It helps us immensely and we cannot thank you more. Until next time, friends.